need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> You're playing peekaboo with me for a second there. I was like, she come back up. An AMQ Jack in the box. An AMQ in the box. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> We're off to a great start. How the fuck are you? Well, my app is telling me that my LH peak is just around the corner. So, what the hell is an LH peak? What is that? Am I supposed to know what that means? Well, not right now. You're not trying to make babies. Oh, I thought that was. Never mind. I was on a different wavelength. Okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. So <laughs> means I'm about to be busy. Self-care Sunday. Hear that? Hear that, Andrew? <laughs> Mr. AMQ. <laughs> Mr. AMQ. <laughs> literally, it's so funny though, because you asked how the fuck are you? And my phone literally, as in the moment that you asked me that, gave me a push notification that said, your LH peak is just around the corner. So it was an honest answer. <laughs> yeah, you're about to be doing even more excellent. <laughs> Talk about a self-care Sunday. Talk about a self-care Sunday. How are you? What a beautiful, what a great segue. I'm all right. I'm all right today. I This week was a little bit better besides getting like the little monthly friend of life, which mm-hmm. oh, which knocks us both out day one. Yeah, we, yeah um, it really does. Like we are not people. Sometimes even recording days are affected. Like that's how bad it is. Yeah, we've had to move. We've truly had to move our schedule around our cycle. <laughs> yeah, it's a cycle for the cycle. Talk about a mind fuck. But uh, shout out to once again to Diva Cup to save the day. I swear by them. Oh, I, I like, and have- they We got a great response from them before. You know what? I mean, you might as well just hold off on it. Yeah. No, yeah. It's one of those th- I feel I'm too superstitious. It's like if I invest yeah. in one of these now, yeah. am I ruining my chances of getting pregnant? <laughs> you will. You say you can't. You absolutely cannot. Okay. So I, get, I have one. to stick to my disgusting pads. Gross. It's like wearing a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Less than three minutes in and we covered a lot of bases so far. <laughs> Carnivals. Carnivals in the world and carnivals in a pants. You're trying to have a carnival pants party. Oh, <laughs> wow. But yeah, other than that, I mean, it's the year mark from our last, the last live event I attended. And there's a lot of mixed weirdness that comes along with that. So, you know what? Same. When you were saying that earlier, I thought yeah. about the same thing. Me too. Your, your live event was like extremely different than mine. Tell us about your live event. Travel involved. My last live event, I was in Indianapolis. I flew there to see my one of my faves, Jessica Vosk, oh, in yeah. a concert at the cabaret. She's uber talented. Yeah, she's the best. The best human in general, really. And um, that was the last time we were anywhere. But, like, life in general has gone down. Well, yeah. Like, it has been. Not gone down as in, like, a spiral. Just gone down as, like, oh, shit, it's going down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. For real. Cue the song. It's going down for real. Good clarification there. Like, it's not like, it's not like, dun, 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 everything's shit. Yeah. It's like, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, things have popped off. 
Yes. And seeing those memories pop up too and being like, we had, and just the mind fuckery that comes from the thought pattern that happens after that, the ripple effect of we were sitting in that audience and on airplanes, like, hey, there's this virus going around. Do you like want hand sanitizer in line for the before the meet and greet? Like people were just using it. Yeah, we'll be precautious, sure. But like the blunt, like the ignorance to what was about to happen is like, whoa, we had no idea. We thought tops we'd get a two-week vacay. <laughs> like a two-week off. Oh my gosh. Remember when they told us two weeks? Oh, that was cute. We all thought it was gonna actually be two yes. cute. <laughs> yep. Cute for us. All the staff teaching, we were like, we just wanted one snow day because we had no snow that year. And we were all begging for one snow day. We didn't need a global pandemic. We just wanted a snow day. <laughs> that was like the ongoing joke. You know what? At least your event though, like at my, so I was at um, Rachel Hollis's live in Toronto. First time oh, she's right. ever been yep. in Canada. And so I wasn't passing that shit up. But I also didn't buy a ticket right away. I like hummed and hawed on this for the longest time. And then the weekend before the event, I just pulled trig and I was on a wait list. And I only mm. got news that I could go the morning before the event started. So it was a three-day event. And I was so excited that I got to go. It was honestly, it, it's one of those conferences that changed the trajectory of like everything in my life. And the success that I saw last year was because I went to this conference. It just was such a great flip the script moment for me. But I was in a hall because it was basically a concert hall that we were in for three days. And there wasn't any talk about the virus. Like there was no, here's some hand sanitizer. I literally went to that event and I had not heard about the coronavirus yet. And then a week mm -hmm. later, the world shut down. So that's so, it's so interesting that your mm -hmm. experience was different because mine I didn't even know it was happening. I had no idea anything of this was happening. You at least That's were so like- so crazy. Yeah, like you were like, here's some hand sanitizer. I don't remember anyone being like, here's some hand sanitizer. Didn't happen. Crazy. At, at, your, at the event. And imagine if you didn't and the world, and like the world shut down and you could like would have been, that missed opportunity would have hit way different. It's, sure. But it's like it happened. Everything happens for a reason, right? There had to be a reason why, mm -hmm. you know, I did that conference knowing, first of all, knowing that like, I'm not really sure when she's going to come back to Canada, right? Like she's never done this before. This is sort of like her pilot attempt to see how it goes. And she was one of my very first personal development books. I'll say it. So I really want oh, to support Oh my gosh, her. yes. Love. Yeah. So I really yes. want to support her. And I was just like, and honestly, I'll be real here. I'll be real. Trent Shelton was in Toronto and I was like, y'all, <laughs> there was no way I wasn't going to. I only really. Oh, he was part of the conference? Yeah. I was like, I pretty much went. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like, that was my leading yeah. decision. And then I was like, but also Amy Porterfield's awesome and Dave and Rach and Britt and all. Yeah. <laughs> They're all great, but it was definitely a trend. It, she's the, And now she's our future boss. So that's kind of crazy. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. So <laughs> great. Throwing it out there. Disclaimer. This and is Trent, manifesting. And Trent is obviously going to be a guest too. So like, this is all, we're just name dropping, but really we're just creating our reality. Also um, manifesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Girl, Wash Your Face was the first de uh, personal development book, A, that I read cover to cover, like couldn't mm. put it down, okay. but also just because the first ever was Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And that opened my world up in one way. Such a good book. But Girl, Wash Your Face was in more of like a body image, self-confidence way. 
gentler. It's gentler. She's gentler than yeah than Mark Manson. He's very like slap in the face, <laughs> which I needed. Like and how to say no and how to set boundaries and how to like just honest not give a fuck. Yeah, those are my first. What were your first two? Well, I definitely girl wash your face for sure. And when I say like my first personal development book, it's mm-hmm. kind of like my it was my first personal development book where I was like where I was aware, if that makes sense. It's not like I hadn't read personal development books before that. I mean, The Goddess Revolution is my all-time favorite book. I read that years ago. But when I, I remember picking up Girl, Wash Your Face and being like, okay, I'm doing some PD. I'm reading this. It was like my first intentional read. I loved mm-hmm. Girl, Stop Apologizing, though. Like, if I could pick one or the other. Oh, yes. Because yeah. it was, I think she just got a little racier. Rach just got a little more comfortable with her delivery and she wasn't as like, girl, wash your face is, is, it's got a very gentle delivery, you know? But with Girl Stop Apologizing, it was like, okay, I needed this. Like I'm like probably one of the most, I was probably one of the most apologetic people. I'm very Canadian in that way. We, we're notorious for that. But just apologizing for literally everything that made me me. And it was really nice to read it and just be like, what the fuck are you doing apologizing for what makes you you? So that was that one. And then I also read um, uh, Big Magic was one of my first ones. Ooh, I never read that one. Really good book. But um, Girl Stop Apologizing has one of my favorite confidence quotes. I have it. I just pulled it right up that quickly when you brought it up. Really? Yeah. Confidence is the belief that you can count on yourself, that you trust your gut in the place you found yourself in from Girl Stop Apologizing. It's one of my favorites. Wow, I love that you could pull that up like that. I love that you just like <laughs> hold that up. You were like, excuse me while I just pull this up right here. Write it down. It's one of my mirror, my mirror writing, my mirror, my con- one of my constant mantras I have on the mirror. So that's why it was that easy. <laughs> Otherwise it wouldn't have been. Um, Big Magic is by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's also, um, she's also the podcast host or one of two. She does it with her sister for the Happier podcast. She, that podcast was my first podcast ever that I ever listened to. So she's awesome. Um, one of my favorite quotes from her, from Big Magic, is that now that we're doing quotes, is be the weirdo who dares to enjoy. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because it's like, you know, I feel like so often we don't enjoy our life, which totally, we're going to talk about that today. But um, yeah, it's a good book. It's a good, uh, good mm-hmm. quote, good book. Anyways, not sure how we got on the, this is what we do. We shoot the shit, everyone. <laughs> we shoot the <laughs> shit. And then this is where we are. Uh, I would like to apologize for rambling, but that's not my style. So I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, what do we want to do here? I wanted to read a review of the week by one of my favorite humans. I call her my big sis. Um, <laughs> the cutest thing ever. You know how we've been really excited about titles? You know, people like will write a big title with like capitals or whatever. Are you guys ready for this earth-shattering title? Episode Uh-oh. six. <laughs> That's oh, the title. I was like waiting like there was more. <laughs> I was waiting for more. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> All right, everyone, buckle up. The name of the title. Love you, Katie. Episode six. Awesome job, ladies. I got to tell you, I feel like I'm sitting right beside you. 
Let's talk about normalizing wellness. To me, it is all things wellness. At the forefront, disease prevention. This starts when we work on our minds, move our bodies, give it rest, good nutrition, hydration, and love. I do love and use the term normalize wellness, and with it, I encourage all things wellness, body, mind, spirit. Now, can we go back to episode one and all the vagina talk? So funny. Love you, ladies. Well, Katie, we love you too. And we already mentioned our vaginas, so I think we're already doing great. Oh my gosh, we totally <laughs> did. Wow. We're on pace with your request. We're running. You're welcome. Fantastic. <laughs> you are welcome. Here for the people. Oh my gosh. Yes, here for all the people. Give the people what they want. <laughs> we're just here to serve, really. <laughs> Tell us what to talk about, and we are here to talk about it. <laughs> um, what else do you have? Do you have any? Oh, I have a fave. I do have a fave. Okay. I have been seeing those. Um, I know that everyone else has seen them too, probably. The face it, the faces. What? The brushes for your face that spin. And they, like, like you can buffer your face with it. You clean your face with it. It's from Vanity Planet. Oh. It has changed my life. Oh my gosh. I got The spin one. brush. I did not have the same experience, but I'm going to let you have this. No, yeah. Vanity Planet spin brush. I got it on sale. They have a crazy discount going on right now. This is not an ad, so I don't have a cool discount code for you yet. <laughs> See that growth mindset? We're just manifesting it all this episode, but highly recommend to go get it. It has three different scrubbers. So for sensitive skin, if you want to exfoliate, they have an exfoliating brush and a cleansing brush. And it all comes in this cute little kit. It's light pink and it's just makes my face feel so good. And I've been able to avoid, I have very sensitive skin and I had acne horribly when I was younger. I was on Accutane. It looked like it was sore. I wouldn't even show my face in public without a full face of makeup on when I was like 13. It was bad. So during the month, I get random really bad cystic flare-ups and I, knock on wood, watch, I'm going to say this and wake up tomorrow with a huge ass pimple, you just wait. But so far I've been using it and I haven't had any of those really bad, horrible monthly breakouts. So I highly recommend it. It's from Vanity Planet. Um, yeah, but that's my fave of the week. <laughs> See, I had the complete opposite experience with one of those. Oh no. Yeah. My wait, mother why? My mother-in-law got me one for Christmas last year. And I have really big pores. Like I've always, you know, tried, I've tried literally every pore minimizing cream in the world. Um, still trying though, open to recommendations. <laughs> and I, I have, I don't usually break out like whiteheads and stuff like that aren't a thing that happened, but I started using God that bless. brush and I know, right? Whatever. We all have our things. And <laughs> I started using it and I started getting like, whiteheads all over my face. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a month. I'm going to give it a month. I was like, I'll give it a month, right? Like you're just adjusting to different things happening on your face. You're moving the pH balances around. I get it. Okay. Science. So I was like, I'll give it a month, man. It was terrible. My entire birthday month of January, I was like, so, and you know, we could still go outside. So I was like, I got to go out for tacos and martinis with my girls. I can't have breakouts on my face. I don't even, I don't wear concealer. I don't wear face makeup. Face makeup, like I'm what? actress. Yeah, I don't wear concealer. I've never put on concealer in my life. I don't know what concealer is. Can't relate. <laughs> so I was like, because people are like, oh, it's okay. Like so my, one of my girlfriends was like, so just get, it's fine if you have a pimple, like just wear concealer. I'm like, I don't own concealer. Like she was like, wait, what? I don't, I can't cover the pimple because I don't have concealer. <laughs> just like, oh, so. You don't wear foundation or bronzer or anything? 
No. <laughs> what? Yeah. These are the things I would never have learned. So now we know when we meet up in person, don't forget your concealer back because AMQ won't have any. <laughs> don't worry. My pores will be, you can spot me. Like I'll be rolling into the parking lot and you'll be like, there she is. Blackheads. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Have you ever used one of those um, crazy strips that, like, remove them? Yes. They're disgusting. Do they hurt? Oh, yeah. Are I mean, they? They fat. See, I love that shit. They hurt me, but I honestly don't think they would hurt everyone. Please, we want to hear some. I want to hear feedback on this. But they hurt me. I had to stop getting them. I my This is my uh, my take on it. I think it's because my they're so bad. My blackheads are so bad that there's so much gunk to remove. So when I remove it, it really hurts. There you go again with that word gunk. The word gunk. <laughs> Who was it? Messaged us that said, she said gunk. gunk. Add gunk to the list of things that you can't say. I forget who it was that DM'd us about that. Oops. I think it was Sarah Jack. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Sarah, I'm calling you out. I'm so, so sorry. Gunk is right up there with moist. Okay, why are we even going? Anyway. I don't know. What's I'm your fave? I'm so glad that you had, that your fave was not my fave. See, guys, we totally don't agree on everything. So. Um, yeah, it's great. My fave <laughs> is that I totally binge watched season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. And if, Becca, if you do not get on this train, like, it is so, it was so good. RuPaul's Drag Race is revolutionary. I could literally do an entire episode on just all of everything, all of the movements that RuPaul has created. But this season was just, it's like their, it's like their budget just goes up and up and up and up and up every year. <laughs> and it was, oh, it was just so, it's just so good. And because we're on that topic and it actually feeds into it so well in a way that I'm not happy about, but I want to talk about it. Um, so I have my, that was my fave. I literally binge watched it because RuPaul is life. My rave, though, is a negative. No rant. One. Oh, rave, rant, rant. That's what I mean. My rant is that tomato. one of the, she was actually one of the, um, the guests because they have like guest judges on RuPaul's Drag Race. So Winnie Harlow was a guest judge on mm. one of the episodes. I forget the episode. I, I don't know. Well, it doesn't really matter. Um, and she posted on <laughs> the lovely world of social media yesterday, and it's got it's got my it's got my panties in a bunch. My ass is chapped about it, and here's why: <laughs> because she posted something. She shared a quote. It wasn't her that wrote it, but she shared it to her story, and it said, "This is a friendly reminder. Summer is coming. Now look at your stomach. Stop eating." And when she shared it to her story, oh my God. when she shared it to her story, it made it worse because then she added her own commentary and her own commentary was, welp, salad for dinner it is. Which is so disappointing because I thought that she was such, I, my perception of her before this is that she's such an icon and she embraces you know, she brings attention to all things and she was, you know, so iconic in that way and so beautiful. And this is just, it's not only upsetting, but it's just super disappointing. I <laughs> like, mean, come on. Yeah. Like whether you have 50 followers on Instagram or a million, which is what she has, 
your voice matters. And when you've put yourself in a space where you do advocate for so many things that I'm completely in alignment with, it was disappointing for sure. And honestly, I think this is, I'm so guilty of saying stuff like this. Of course I've said, of course I've said summer bodies are made in winter before. A hundred percent I have. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. But it's just something I would never say again. And Specifically with with Winnie, I mean, she always talks about how um, she was made fun of in school because of the way that the way that she looks and her birthmark and and all these types of things. And you're like, wow, you know. And you got to give people grace. And maybe she like didn't mean it that way, but it's like, well, how do you mean it, right? You know. So um, AMQ is going to come in hot with a social media post about it for sure. Um, but it just it just made me. You know, when you have those thinking feelings where you get like disappointed, you're like, oh man, thought we knew better, but it's okay. It's like- I didn't realize she was Canadian. Jamaican Canadian, yeah. Side note. Yeah, she's Jamaican Canadian. Um, yeah, it was just disappointing. And I, I, I've been battling with it all morning, like before we, we recorded because I want to post about it, but I also don't want to, um, I don't want to attack another woman, right? I don't want to be like, you did a bad thing, like, you know, bad girl. Like that's well, not- you just bring it, yeah, bringing attention to what how that's not true. How it's, yeah, especially this year. Oh my gosh, this year, I'm sure that the stress of all body image has been heading into summer and feeling that warm weather has had people. I know I've been uh, yeah. battling my own body image. Mm-hmm. So that just feeds that fire of once again the world telling you that you are wrong for the way that you look. You're wrong that you have a belly sticking out, <laughs> protecting your organs. But it's oh, a summer bod nice. mentality thing, right? Uh, it's like, no, mm-hmm. uh, your your body exists in the summertime. And so therefore it is a summer body. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Like, that's it. Ba-ba-ba-bingo. Duh. Yep. <laughs> like, take your body to the beach. Yep. Oh my God. You have a beach body. And there it is. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Take your body to a forest. Oh, you got a body in a forest. That sounds like a murder forest mystery. Forest body. That sounds like a murder <laughs> I was really riding for that. I was like, we're going to, okay, here we are. We're going to do it. Forest body. You have the best forest body. Everybody is a forest body. Oh, my gosh. You're in a desert and you have a body. Girl. Your desert body is killing it. <laughs> we just keep rattling off random places. You have the best glacier body. Where we? Ooh, good one. Good one, girl. Your glacier body is hot. Or You're cold. making the ice caps melt. Yes, with your glacier ass. <laughs> See, that's my friends, is how you change the narrative. Yeah. Change your thoughts around these things that used to trigger you. <laughs> that is a perfect example. That was so fun. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Apparently you had um, not not a rant, but a rave. Apparently I can't, I was so upset about this, I didn't know the difference between a rant and a rave. <laughs> <laughs> she was so fired up, she couldn't even get her R's straight. <laughs> That's a fun thing to do into a microphone. <laughs> These are the things we learn about microphones. I never realized the noises I make in my everyday life until we've had to sit in front of a microphone and talk into it. <laughs> like the thing, the weird, like, like just weird ASMR thing. Like you're breathing? ASMR like what? In front of a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Like breathing or like just some weird, like, I don't know. 
just weird stuff I do. When you swallow? That's what she said. Uh, anyway, okay, so I feel like my rant isn't really a rant. It's more so just like something that I've acknowledged since I've been actually having to drive to work <laughs> because I haven't right. had to drive in so long. Mm-hmm. I have a self-proclaimed road rage. I get it. I am very. Mm. I am an, an impatient driver. I yell at everybody. Like, I am not it, it's especially true. if I'm in a rush. But one thing that will forever chat my ass is people who don't use turn signals and people who drive slow in the left-hand lane. I don't know what the driving laws in Canada are. Do we have the same driving it's the same. laws? It's yeah, yeah, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you drive on the right side of the road or something? <laughs> no, like you're in England. <laughs> but I have just noticed it more since I've been driving to work, and I, I, it's something. It's a me problem. I get it. And it's also a them problem because they need to use their turn signals. But it's also a me problem because if you're going to be in the left-hand lane, I'm going to need you to at least go five over the speed limit. But do you think that's it. that – is this something that you noticed pre-pandemic or do you think people are just kind of forgetting how to drive? People are – for sure. well, yeah, it's happened before. I think it's just heightened because people are – I've forgotten how to drive. I forgot how to get to work, I think. That's dramatic. But I had to really sit in my car and be like, where am I going? How do I get there? <laughs> Because we haven't left the house. So when we first started going back into the, the class, I was like, mm, okay, so what road do I take? Where's that exit again? Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Alexa, drive me to work. Oh, wait, you're in the house. <laughs> hey, okay, Google, <laughs> tell me how to get to work. Which actually Google does on your phone. Did you know that? Have you noticed that? Yes. I'll get in the car and it'll tell me how long it'll take me to get to work. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Siri's not very helpful Crazy. to me. I've never been a Siri girl. Now Siri's going to say something because I'm talking about her. Nope. Yeah, was, now she's going to talk shit. Didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> just, just pause. Wait for it to not happen. One time I was doing a talk to like 500,000 people on a live Facebook page, and I said something that sounded like it, and she started talking in the middle of my talk, and I was already so nervous, and it was the worst. <laughs> that was Did it my break story. that nerves, though? Totally, because I was like, LOL. I said LOL out loud like that. (laughs) (laughs) Anything to break the awkwardness, I'm just going to scream random things. Oh, my god! I was like, LOL, how rude. And then I kept going. Yeah, Siri, Siri sometimes, you you hear her on my watch come through on voice notes sometimes. Yeah. She just wants to start talking. My students think it's hilarious when it happens. Because then they're like, why is she, why does she have an accent? I'm like, because of course she's going to be British. She's a... Sounds Smart way ass. more delicate and way more, yeah, it's like way more, I don't know, bougie. I love accents. Do too. I wish I had one. You do have one. I knew that was happening. As soon as it happened, <laughs> I was like, there we are. I walked right into it and you just sealed that trap. So there it is. I walked like, you right say into things, it. I to blame you myself. You say different things. You say, don't, don't get me started on how you say coffee. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Coffee. Okay, no, it's like, it's like, you know, when I'm telling you that you say a word and then you do the thing where like, what, it's like when children are learning to talk and you stare at them and you go, say mommy. And they give you like, they don't, they lock eyes with you and they go, mommy. And then they walk away and then they're like, meh, 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 meh. You're like, no, say it again. <laughs> That's how you are. Okay. Got it. Good story. No, I know. No, you no, had to be there. Again. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I totally know what you're talking about. We are talking about self-care today. Yep. Enter the crowd cheers. During a pandemic. <laughs> so, very sp- During a pandemic. Ex- excuse me, we have to add an asterisk. What self-care looks like yes. during a pandemic? 
global shutdown quarantine. <laughs> I will tell you one thing. I think that I've learned a lot about self-care and yeah. the importance of it even heightened and it's looked different. I think it's been, that's actually been something that w- one of the questions we asked people to tell us about Whereas what self-care has looked like for you during this pandemic. And you guys gave us some awesome responses. So thank you for that. We really mean it. We actually do want you to respond when we put things up there for you to respond. Mm-hmm. Um, so we appreciate that. And also just how, let me start off with the definition of self-care, shall we? Ooh, According yes, to yes. the Health and Digest. Definition of self-care is any necessary human regulation or regulatory function, which is under intentional control and deliberate and self initiative or initiated sorry initiated which i love that that's a great oh of course bruno's gonna come into the room mother <laughs> it's self-care sunday for bruno too what do you think you think he has a yes, different week it is it is it is it is so i, I just love that definition because i was like how do you even define self-care taking care of yourself but no that's a self-regulatory incentive to make yourself feel better i love that and it looks different for everyone. I like that. Yes. Like you're regulating right? yourself. Not taking care. Like taking care of yourself is like, seems a little bit like wishy-washy. But regulating. Mm-hmm. I like that. Regulators! Mount up. Regulating yourself physically, mentally, spiritually. And what's the fourth one? Emotionally. Yes. There we go. Physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Love it. We're going to dive into it. Let's talk about it. Question number one, we asked the people, what does self-care mean to you? How would you define self-care for you? How would you define self-care for you? I guess that, I mean, the definition kind of does it, right? (laughs) I think, yeah, of course. But I think self-care for me is, unfortunately, I'm working through this, but it really takes, I need to stop and think about what self-care, when I know I'm like, okay, I need some self-care in my life in this moment, I need to stop and think about what that means in that moment, right? Because it changes depending on like the mood I'm in. Self-care when I'm, you know, feeling overwhelmed looks really different than self-care when I'm like at peace with where I'm at in my life. I just have different things that serve me in different moments. Um, So I think self-care is For me, self-care is being self-aware and then making a decision on how to take care of myself based on that. So again, though, that's changed during the pandemic. It's hard to also be, to do self-care when you're at self and when you feel at peace because you still need something. I think so often we're like, oh, I feel fine. I feel okay. So I don't need to pay it. Like I'm okay. But no, that's when you probably need it most because it's going to give you that backbone and give you that armor to handle when it does start to not go well. The foundation. In your way. That was a good foundation. Yeah. Totally. So what did you hear back from people? What did people say for you? I had some good ones. Um, A good routine. The Enneagram 3 wing 2 in me. Ha ha ha. That made me laugh. I love when y'all talk about the Enneagram. Love it. Obsessed. (laughs) Thank you for that. Thank you so much. Um, Staying home and spending time with the ones I love. Um... Self-care means you do or don't do something for you that you need for that day. So exactly, that's kind of circles back to what I was saying, right? Like, it's not a, it's not a, oh, I have to work out today. It's like, I want to do that 
today because it feels good. And if it doesn't, then I won't. I really mm. liked that. Unplugging from socials, getting high, watching nostalgic shows and movies. <laughs> Love that. Drinking and having dance parties in my room. Go girl, get it. Yes. Um, taking the time to listen to my mind and body and fueling it with what it needs to keep going in that moment. Again, I really, I'm really loving that it seems like so many humans are, are really grasping the concept of listening to their bodies and minds in the moment. It's so important. It's so important to know that, again, ebbs and flows. Um, so that was Bree it. Bree had a good one. Oh, I didn't give any names. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't give any names. No, that's okay. Bree said, putting my needs before others at least once a day. Oh, that's so nice. I think that that's a really good place. If you're just starting, I think we talk about like self-care, do all these things. And then you're going to do things that people say because it works for them. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. So don't try things and then think like, oh, well, self-care isn't for me. Self-care is for everyone. But I think that this is a really good place to start if you're not sure, just taking one thing a day, one moment a day where before you, you know, serve others, serve yourself. And um, that's an awesome place to start. Everything else is kind of very similar to what you just said for that one that I got. Rachel Rachel was the one who said the routine. Um, Vanessa said about it means do and don't do something for you that you need to do that day. Vanessa with the good hair. Vanessa with the good hair. Vanessa. And Kenny was all about getting high and watching nostalgic movies and having dance parties, which was no surprise because that girl is like the hype girl. So I love this. I love <laughs> great hearing this kind of stuff. Okay. What was our next one? What, what, what did we ask the next question? Next one. What are some things that you have done during this pandemic to help you with self-care? Um, a lot of mine had to do with coming up with some type of a routine, which the Taurus in me thrives off of routine. So in a time where you don't have routine or your entire routine has been shifted this year, um, pandemic self-care has meant trying to create any type of routine, whether that means, you know, you wake up and you journal and you do Mm -hmm. gratitude or you wake up and you shake your ass or you wake up and you go for a walk, get outside, um, with, you know, proper social distance and insert all of the other CDC regulations here. But um, yeah, routine was a big answer that I got. And also, I love this. My girl Megan says, just bravo. Sometimes self-care means that you just put on your favorite TV show and watch it because you just need to unplug from everything else. That doesn't, I think so many people are like, oh, what are you going to do? Just sit on the couch and watch TV? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, sometimes- that's what you need to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, you're 100% right. That's what I did. RuPaul's Drag Race, season 12. Um, <laughs> specifically, season 12 specifically. Season 12. Um, Kaylee said, phone-free afternoon, evening, one to two times a week. This scares the fuck Ooh. out of me, but claps and snaps for you, Kaylee. <laughs> I am so, I'm so empowered by you. One day. I will keep you guys. I love how you said he's just, that was so sincerely said. You guys can't see her face, but there was no smile. She <laughs> genuinely, that terror, that scares the fuck out of me. <laughs> oh, those claps and snaps. One to two times Good a one. week. Woo. Okay. Um, all right. Sounds like t- anxiety to me. Go for it though. Live your life. It's probably because it sounds like anxiety. It's something that should be done. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. I did get, you know, 
a lot of book stuff, which I love, like just cuddling up with a good book. Mm. You know, on the same side as Tossie on Netflix or Bravo or Amazon Video or whatever else that you watch, your MTV like me, reality TV junkie. Yes, tossing on a good show or a good movie is great, but then also like cuddling up in your favorite fuzzy blanket and reading a book, which is something that a lot of the humans I've been having conversations with during the pandemic have said, like, I just didn't read before. I just didn't read before the pandemic. Mm. I just convinced myself I didn't have time to read. And then I promised myself, like, I have time, I'm going to use it. And it's been really nice hearing that from people because- There's just nothing like a good book, you know, sitting and reading a good book. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a PD book, like just a book that you, for entertainment or that you just enjoy and you dive into like this alternate universe (laughs) sometimes. Yeah. So that's great. I love that. Yeah. A lot of people said workouts. Lots of people said workouts. Like a movement, Mm -hmm. a movement routine. Mm Mm-hmm. Learning, taking the time to learn about myself. I love that. That's so hard to do. And when you're given a time where like this, this is a time where, oh, you know, you want to put yourself in a box, like we talked about before, like, I'm just like this, I'm just like that. You're limiting yourself. Mm -hmm. So being able to kind of dive in and taking the time to learn more about you and what makes you, um, and I have something I want to talk about later on when we talk about this, what that means to learn about yourself, uh, slowing down family time. Those are all, all great ones. Buying Pelotons, buying, buying things that help make you feel good. (laughs) Buying workout equipment. I think that we have, we got so many great answers. This is like, we love when we ask y'all for feedback and then you listen to us. We love that. Thank you so much for that. Um, We really, we're here for you. Like as much as I joked about that, like, I don't know, a little while ago on this episode, we really are here for you. Like literally, (laughs) this is, this is totally, you know, a girl talk, real talk, emotional support session for us, but also we hope for you. So we want to give you guys, you know, what you want to hear from us. Um, so yeah, like, like we said, we wanted to talk about self-care and how it changed and what it means during a pandemic. Becca, I feel like this is, I just feel like Becca's always been sort of like somebody I look to when it comes to self-care and what it means. She always has to remind me. Oh, thanks. Just take care, take care of myself. So I kind of want you to take the floor on this because I, I don't feel like an authority on the matter because I don't think I've really done the best job. So then I read these two really awesome articles about it because then I feel like I'm an authority because I'm reading from an article. But (laughs) there you go. Whatever works. I'm going to let you talk about, you know, your stance on things. Okay. So self-care is something that I truly has been very difficult for me to do. And once I grappled on what I thought was a good hold on it, we entered a pandemic and then it was a whole new layer of it. So in a lot of ways, I kind of went back to basics. And if you're somebody who is, you know, listens to us and is just hopeful to try and develop your own form of self-care, it's one of those, again, just like body positivity, just like self-love. It's one of those phrases that you just hear and you think that you're wrong if you're not doing it or you're not feeling the same way as these people that are showing up all smiles on social media. No, no, no. First off, give yourself some, give yourself a break right then and there. For me, it looks very different for everyone. So sometimes it's therapy, going to therapy, talking to somebody, taking care of your mental health in that way. It started for me with just one new action, one new action that I would take regardless of how long it took for it to become second nature for me. So for me, it was showing up and using exercise as a form of 
celebration and, and joy instead of punishment. That was the first action that I really wanted to take. And the second one was saying one kind thing to myself every day. And sometimes it was the same thing because I genuinely, it was so bad starting out that I couldn't think of more than one thing a day. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't think of a new thing every day. So sometimes it was just a mantra of the week that I needed to remind myself of. And then slowly but surely, what I started to do was put one thing that I, I liked about myself in a journal so that on the bad days, I had a whole testimony of things that are my truth. And that when they don't feel like your truth, it's a good reminder because you wrote it because you felt it. So it is your truth. Mm -hmm. So on the days that you feel like you're you're drained or you feel like you're how you forget what that belief is like within yourself. You have a whole book of testimonials about you that are your truth. So those are two really big ones. The other thing I learned during this pandemic specifically was taking toys from them. <laughs> Just like Kelly, we all have the love languages with others and our, and, you know, and other friendships and other relationships that we have. Um, there's also a love language for yourself and mm. that love language can look different it doesn't have to be the same. Um, and so there's four, five different love languages. Hold on, I wrote it down. Let me look at my notes. Physical touch, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, and quality time. Love languages are great. I took screen grabs of what these could look like because it's so important. And I feel like this has been something that really helped me and I hope that it helps you guys too. So for example, if you're somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, then you're probably really gonna benefit from mantras and you're really gonna benefit from journaling or um, showing yourself that you are appreciated. Asking somebody for feedback too, talking to somebody. Again, therapy is great for words of affirmation if that's your love language. Acts of service. If that's your love language, then for self-care, you might really like making doctor's appointments, like taking care of yourself that way, cleaning your house, doing the dishes, feeling like your space that you're living in is um, clean because you deserve it. I know that when I have felt really overwhelmed in life and when I felt like I was stressed and I didn't have a hold of anything else, instead of saying I have to do laundry or I have to do the dishes, flipping that into I deserve to live in a clean home. I deserve to have a clean sink. I deserve to have Windex coffee tables because at one point having a glass coffee table was a decision that I made to purchase. So <laughs> <laughs> if your love language is receiving gifts, some self-care tips might be getting buying yourself some new loungewear, which you know, who doesn't love receiving gifts for me is a good form of self-care, but that's not my love language in other relationships. Mm. Like if I want to go and treat myself to some target loungewear, great. But if, if I were to receive a gift, it doesn't affect me the same way as like quality time, which is my other one, right? Quality time. So if your love language is quality time, self-care might look more like a Netflix and chill night for yourself or meditation or taking yourself out on a coffee date or, you know, picking out a new book or making a new playlist for yourself. Things that like spending time with yourself. That's one of my favorites is quality time and words of affirmation are my two in this regard. It's just so interesting that yes, you have your own love language. And it's, it's such a weird concept because we're so often like, okay, well, how do I receive love from, again, outsource yep. from others? And how do I give love to others? Well, no, no, no. Take a second to think about what does that look like for you and trying it. Try all of those things and see what you gravitate to afterwards and then make it make that more of a habit, I think, is is a great where place to start. I love that. I, I, I 
You know what? I don't think I've ever even thought about the love languages applied to myself, which is so nuts. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, right? Yeah. I mean, if I'm thinking about it, I, I'm definitely words of affirmation. 100%. I a hundred percent have always been somebody, unfortunately, unfortunately who needs that validation. I always have been, I'm working on that, not needing external validation, but it really always has been something that fuels me and quality time for sure. The quality time thing comes from working for so long on the road and not having a lot of that quality time. So now, now that I have it, I, I value it even more so. But same thing with my, it's, I would say my two love languages for receiving love are the same for giving love actually to myself. So that's interesting. They are. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that. It's just a good way to start because if you're not sure, like you can just try so many different things and then you kind of give yourself, not that you're putting yourself in a box, but just that there, when you find that you're enjoying things more and what's working, doing more of that and filling up your self-care is more of that than trying all these things that you keep seeing people, other people try that great. Keep sharing that because it's going to work for somebody. And that's why we share what we share, mm-hmm. but it might just not work for everybody. Also saying brain dumps. I think you're, you're a big brain dumper, aren't you? I am such a brain dumper. Yes. Such a brain dumper. Yeah. As in the overwhelm and stressed out times, brain dumping I even have my students do brain dumps and they're 10. So if they can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but just even if it seems minuscule, even if it feels like, oh, this is stupid to write down, write it down. Mm-hmm. If it's something that is on your mind, that's why it's called a brain dump because you're getting it all out, out on paper. And there is something powerful about putting pen to paper. And, um, you know, just really, it's a form of release. Brain dumps are great. Just to make it clear. So a brain dump, like when, when I think of like my AMQ brain dump, so I do one in the morning and one at night. Usually when I can remember to at night, it feels really good when I do it at night because I feel like I'm just leaving it all on the floor, you know? Brain dumps can be something you need to do. For example, like I'm going to say need because going to the dentist tomorrow, for example, is something I need to do. (laughs) It is an appointment that's scheduled and I need to do it. Yes. But, you know, it can also be, you can write dentist appointment and then it can be quickly followed by feeling bloated. And then it can be quickly followed by something you need to, you're wanting to check off your professional list. And then it can be, call my grandma. Like it doesn't need to be a to-do list, right? It's literally, that's why it's called a brain dump. It's like, when I'm writing this, I feel bloated. I need to get broccoli. Like it could just, you know what I mean? It's literally so sporadic. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what, I actually laugh at it. I laugh at it. So I laugh at my brain dumps because the next day I'll open up my book and I'll be like, really? Hmm. That's what, all right. <laughs> but it's, I think it's fun to, it's actually a form of, you know what? I feel like even that's a form of self-care because I giggle at my brain dumps like at least a couple times a week. And I'll just like laugh at myself because I'll be like, I want a broccoli, hey? Okay. <laughs> yep. And I bet you, you would have kept thinking about it that, or that dentist appointment probably would have been on your mind a lot more throughout the day if you didn't have it on paper yeah. in, during, or that night or that day, whenever, whenever you wrote that down. That's such a good idea. That's a good point. You do this one, this next thing that I wrote, you do a lot. I think you do a great job at it. Stop saving your outfits and things you love for special occasions. Oh. So if you love a certain like shirt or a certain, or you talked about, you talked about doing this. Like, I just want to put on my lashes today. Yeah. I, and I just, you're right. I am good at that. I am definitely good at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I'm just going to curl. Okay. I'm going to curl my hair real quick 
Because I just want to. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's a form of self-care because you just want to. You don't have you don't feel like you have to do that in order to feel X, Y, and Z, but it just makes you feel better. And sometimes you're just more productive when you get your especially now when we're in the world of sweats and no bras. That's such a good point. I totally do that. I totally like will voice note yeah. you. Yeah. And I'll be like, this is what Becca and I do. We just give each other play-by-plays. It's like <laughs> imagine like a sports game when you have an announcer, but it's us. <laughs> So I'm like, and then I'm going to curl my hair and then I'm going to take Luna out to pee and then I'm going to brain dump and then I'm going to have my hair curled. I'm going to feel good because I have my hair curled. She'll be like, all right. Yep. Live your life. Or sometimes it'll just be real quick, like life check-in or life update, please. Vibe check. <laughs> Vibe check. And I'll be like, I'm curling yeah. my hair. <laughs> like, all right. Got it. But yeah, focusing on what you like physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. So for me, I keep trying I, meditation. I feel so good when I do it. I do a guided meditation every single night to fall asleep. Shout out to the Hatch app for that, or the Hatch for that for a for store. It's for adults. I fall asleep mid meditation every single night. But I want that to be more of like not necessarily just to fall asleep because it does put my mind at ease. So clearly, it's working for me. So integrating that more is something that I'm trying to do. Um, Tony Robbins, I love his. Um, meditation. He's got a meditation. He has a bunch of, of them on YouTube too. But finding things that really work for you and chasing that yeah. is great. And don't wait for a special occasion because like we said last week when Sarah Landry said it at the BodCon that you deserve to make memories for yourself. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So um, those are all like, how, what are your needs? It's so often because how often do you get asked that question? So what do you need today? Yeah. And and oftentimes it's a very uncomfortable question. I find it, I have found it to be uncomfortable when someone has asked me that because it's weird. It would be uncomfortable for me to speak on because you feel like, oh, it's taken, you know, it's not selfish, even though sometimes society makes you feel like that thrives in a world where you're not taking care of yourself. So taking care of yourself is the most powerful thing that you can do. Yeah. And, um, not being afraid to experiment with it and feeling a little bit goofy with it because I know it was a little bit uncomfortable at first to try new things in regard to taking care of yourself because it's new. So of course it's uncomfortable, but yeah, I mean, it ends up changing your life. I feel like if I think about even how I present, how I approach my day to day, I always approach my day to day with how can I serve you? You know, my team, people in my life, Mm. And it's like, I don't think I do that to myself, right? So it's not that hard to pivot and say, okay, AMQ, how can I serve you? Okay, check. Now I can serve others. But I don't, I've been terrible at that. I'll be honest. I feel like I took a thousand gajillion steps back during the pandemic where so many, where I feel like so many of the humans in my life were really diving into what it looked like to put themselves first I did the opposite, and I'm not sure what that was about, but I, I really had to give myself a couple of gut checks over the last couple of months to just be like, what are you doing? You know, you're just taking care of mm-hmm. everyone else. And then it's like, and then you're half-assing everything. And I, we're not half-assing oh. kind of girls. I hate half because you know <laughs> when you're doing it. You know you're half-assing yeah. it when you're doing it. It's that feeling of like, complacency and you're coming at it with like a lack of energy, but you're like, but I need to do this 
People are relying on me, so I'm going to show up even if it's at like 0%. And my girl, Rhea Carey, Coach Carey, always says, I show up to every day with 165% energy and effort. And I just think it's so funny. It's totally a random amount, <laughs> totally a random percentage that she just says. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's, it's just amazing. so random. But she's just like, I don't know, it's just 165% is better than 100. <laughs> I'm just like, heck yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> And you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't give that energy if you don't pour that same amount of energy back into you because otherwise you're just, you're still running on empty because you're still pouring, pouring all of you, all that you have. And that half-assing, we are more full-ass type of girls, full but ass. it's tr it's it's the worst feeling. It just, you feel Ugh. so, I found that confidence levels are a lot lower. My self-esteem is a lot lower. I find my body image plummets when I'm half-assing it because I'm like kind of sort of doing everything yep. because I feel like I'm pulled in so many directions. And then you kind of sort of go by the wayside and not taking care of yourself. And that's just so depleting. And you don't trust yourself. Right. You know, when you're like making a decision, you're not coming at it from, you're like, I'm making this decision, but you're just not sure. You're oh. not being really decisive. It's just, the, it. you know what? It's basically like it depletes you of your power, right? And we, you can't live a life where you don't feel like you're in a, in a power stance. Like we know I love my power stances, but it's like, I just, yeah, half-assing it sucks. I, I want to read something from an article that I read in the Toronto Star. Fun fact, I used to work for the Toronto Star when I was a journalist. Oh. <laughs> Look at me coming full circle, quoting a, an article from the Toronto Star. Yeah. Um, it's called, In Pandemic Era's Isolation, Meaning of Self-Care Evolves. I took this big, big quote, and it's really good. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it all because it's just so good. Being kind to oneself feels especially important during the pandemic, where every aspect of human life has been impacted and there is little control over what's next. That level of uncertainty is unnerving. Mm and further depletes already limited energy levels. Self-care, of course, is only one dimension of coping during stressful times. Surveys sh have shown a sharp increase in anxiety disorders. Many therapists are reporting upticks in referrals and increases in caseloads. Virtual mental health services are booming, another form of self-care in a more medical sense. They also talk about how ultimately self-care contains as many definitions as there are people who take care of themselves. Oh, yes. Say that one more time. Let that hit, hit the people one more time with that one. That's a good one. Ultimately, self-care contains as many definitions as there are people who take care of themselves. So good. So good. A Google search of the term will show you that. The World Health Organization takes an expansive view, describing it as a broad concept that includes hygiene, lifestyle, social habits, income levels, and cultural beliefs, and in best cases, can strengthen national institutions to encourage a society's overall health. This was my fave. As the world navigates a web of unknowns that sometimes feels like the upside down in Stranger Things, <laughs> There is one thing that people can do something about, themselves. For all the horror that the pandemic has brought, it has also revealed things that matter. And from the way people have reacted through this year, it seems clear that in all the forms it takes, self-care matters. 
particularly right now, particularly with so many unknowns still ahead. Mm, That's so good. So good. Shout out to throwback Toronto star. Toronto star. Yeah. I loved, I loved the, the, um, the analogy to the upside down. Yes. Stranger things fans, but really, right? Like, don't you feel like you're in the upside down? I feel like I'm in the upside down. Yes. And it has made, just going back to what you said before too, about like not trusting yourself and questioning yourself. There's been so many times and that feels like the upside down because it feels like the total opposite of what you have learned and what we've worked hard (laughs) to build is that trust within ourselves. So when that's brought into question, whether it's like by others or by ourselves, it really does feel like the whole world is flipped and how it looks that quote about it looking There's so many definitions depending on the people, the number of people who take care of themselves. Oh, that was a good one. So powerful, hey? I should have read that when you read the definition. I fucked up. That's all right. (laughs) Malin, fix it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just name things that we want Malin to do. (laughs) Put it there. Just chop it. Like, hi, move it around. (laughs) We're going to all sound like robots after this one is, after this episode is edited. But um, I also think that that circles, it ties into thought work and thought work is something that I've been exploring a little Mm. bit more recently because at first I was like, I don't understand it. So it's wrong and it doesn't work for me. And you know, you're disregard, you're so quick to disregard things when it seems thought provoking, which hi, it's thought work. So it's going to be thought provoking, but, but it feels like thought work feels like it's so like out, like, I mean, again, cause I haven't done much, but for me. I know it's amazing, but it just feels so out there. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, what does that mean? What is it? I don't know. So my understanding Tell of Tell me it, what it means. My understanding of it is that thoughts are neutral. And so often, especially this year, where you have these things like, okay, if I achieve this goal, I am good. And that is good. And if I don't achieve it, mm-hmm. it is bad. And that's not true. It's just the thoughts we have about those situations. So thoughts are neutral. We put things labeled as good and bad. So for example, um, one that I've been really working on probably the hardest has been, you know, finding weight. Finding weight, it's bad. And that's what we've been told. Losing weight is good. And that's what we've been told. But those thoughts are not true. (laughs) That those things are not true. That's what we have told ourselves is true. They're just what they are what you put, the power that you put in the thoughts and how you think about those facts and those things are different. So that's where you come across things being good and bad. Um, and it's it's very in-depth and way more, that's just a like a very basic understanding and I don't even know if I fully got it right, but the thoughts are neutral and the way that you think about things, just like the way you speak about things, have power. So... Um, kind of giving yourself, it helps give yourself a little bit more grace and helps alleviate some pressure that you might be feeling where, yeah, okay, you know, you put on some some LBs here or I don't even know if you guys call, do you guys call them pounds? <laughs> oh my God, I thought you were talking about Louis Vuittons. I was like, Louis <laughs> No, I was like, LBs? LBs? Why are we talking about fancy shoes? <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> That's amazing. Why, why did we start talking about that's did I nap and now you're talking about the devil wears Prada? <laughs> so take a quick nap. Speaking of self-care, what if you want to buy yourself some Louis Vuittons or some Prada, go for it. No, I'm talking 
Louis, Louis Vuittons and Louis, Louis, Louis Vuitton are totally different, right? Louis Vuittons are like the shoes with the red bottom. <laughs> we have no idea. I shop at Target. That's the red bottom that I know. <laughs> it's the Target sign. So don't ask me about design or anything. We are not fashionistas. That was so amazing. <laughs> Guys, you should have seen her face when I was like, no, 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 Louboutins and Louis Vuitton are totally different. And she was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I quite, I quite literally was the girl, that, that emoji, the I don't know emoji girl. I turned into her on screen on Zoom. I was like, I don't know. In the purple shirt. I needed to let you know that I wasn't going to save you from this. And the only way to do that was for me to say, I don't know, I don't know. That was me trying to make a joke about measurements because you guys use Celsius. We use Fahrenheit. You guys use the metric system. Like I ran. Yes. We're not, we don't, we don't run. We don't have stones. <laughs> That's there it a is. UK yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's not as, no, we do have, you know what, you're right, it doesn't make sense. Why do we do pounds and you do pounds, but then we do yeah. inches and you do, it doesn't make, it doesn't make It doesn't. I don't know. And the Celsius Fahrenheit thing makes no sense. That, that was amazing. I, I, that was amazing yeah. how that just But worked. yes. <laughs> you're right though, because I think, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Um, I'm going to do a quick little homage to Clubhouse because I'm officially, uh, I'm not going to say the word obsessed. I also have some problems with the word obsessed, but I feel like I am one of the, I'm, I'm like a big fan of Clubhouse and everything that it's, it's doing for me um, as a human who is trying to do a lot of work in this space of body acceptance and body confidence. And it has this power to bring people that are so like-minded together. Um, but, oh my gosh, now I forgot what I was going to say. You feel out of reach. Or even talk, oh, yeah, when I was in one of the groups that I was in, one of the one of the chat rooms. Chat room. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like talking about MSN mess. Yes. AOL. Put up your. Uh-oh. Did you call it? Did you Malin? Did you ever call it an AMQ message and way message? Uh-oh. An AM. No. What? No. No. On AIM. No. Chat room. No. Malin, put in. Uh oh. What the? Uh oh. That's the noise. That's the AOL noise. The the MSN, maybe it's the MSN noise. It doesn't matter. He'll know. He will he know? Will he know? Yes. Will he know? Yes. Nobody's gonna know. What I was gonna say was, I wanna circle back to what you said about um finding weight, losing weight. I've actually tried to toy with words because I like to say releasing a lot. And I was like, what's a better word instead of finding, you know, find, lose, lost, found. Um, I was like, was is collecting a good one? I don't know. I want another word that isn't uh, finding. Or gaining. And losing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's so interesting because we, as a society, celebrate weight loss and do not celebrate weight mm-hmm. gain. And we... It doesn't even matter. It's gotten to the point where it doesn't even matter what the human body looks like, the specific human body we are celebrating. If somebody releases that weight, it's a celebration. If they find it, collect it again, it's not a celebration. Right. But for me, I this past year, finding this weight, we'll use the term finding for lack of a better term right now. I will circle back to this, obviously. But- I've learned to, in the last, I would say the last couple of weeks being on, this is so powerful, being on Clubhouse 
being on this exclusive app and being able to connect with humans that it's not recorded. You know what I mean? It's not a podcast that people can go and attack later. It's not a social media post that people can like pick apart. It's just a conversation, a real conversation that you're having with strangers who feel the same way you do. It has been really liberating because I'm starting to get closer to the idea of celebrating the pounds I found. Mm, love that. Because, yeah, because I'm, I love my life right now. And I've done some pretty great stuff. And in the process of starting a fucking podcast, <laughs> if that meant that I, I found five pounds, 10 pounds, 15 pounds, doesn't matter. I really don't know the <laughs> amount, but it doesn't matter because I'm so happy with my life. Like I am, I feel so fulfilled. And so if that means that my jeans fit a little different, who fucking cares? My clothes are meant to fit me, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And that's some, that's another piece of, that's another nugget that I learned from a friend of mine in a clubhouse chat room. You know, these, these nuggets of information that you take from these people who inspire you. And it's just a small quote, a small thought. Like you said, thought work, shifting something, and it's a game changer. So I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so, I'm really proud of myself for getting to that point where I'm like, you know what? This is good. Like it was probably, you probably needed to find this weight. This is where you feel comfortable. This is your sweet spot right now in this season of your life. It's, it's really nice. I think we need to start making those movements towards celebrating gain if that's what it is, right? Like, you know what it is? You know, when you're trying, you're a guy trying to, for lack of a better, I'm going to give an example. When dudes say, I'm gains, like, I'm going to, like, go to the gym and get some gains. Okay, cool. So we celebrate them, right? Mm-hmm. So what's what's the difference? Exactly. You're absolutely right. You know? And I think that, that that speaks a lot to the work that's been done because so often we're used to labeling our whole life around what we look like and what kind of body that we're living Ugh. in. And when our life is good, and our body has nothing to do with our life that we're living, that is like the ultimate success, I would say, because we're living in a society where that's the complete opposite. We're like, you can't live until I'll live when blank, when I fit into blank, when I wear blank. Um, And releasing yourself from that pressure really is when you get to live your life. And your thoughts behind that are really just your thoughts. It's not the weight gain, or I mean, like we're, we're working on our verbiage here, but You'll get it. Like, it's not the weight gain. <laughs> I love that you come on this journey with us, yeah. guys. I'm serious. Like, this is like, we really work through this stuff yeah, together absolutely. Like, on this pod. Self-care is this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly. Oh, yeah. This podcast, that's what I mean. Like, like this is self-care. Right. This is totally self-care. This lights us up. Like, we feel like I'm, bu- I buzz. I, I'm like buzzing for the rest of the day whenever we mm-hmm. record, you know? Like, I feel motivated and I just like want to like do all the work and do, I just feel so energized, you know, and that's self-care. That, that's a great Mm -hmm. example of self-care. It's self-care is just what makes you feel good. You know, like, I feel like we said so much and we said a little too, you know what I mean? It's like, we said so much, but said nothing at all, but said so much all at the same time. (laughs) Well, hopefully those things, like, uh, hopefully the things that we talked about were tangible for you to take. And if you're somebody who is, even if it's just the littlest thing here at the end where, you know, if you feel like you have put on weight and that's bad, it's not. It's the thoughts that you have about why it's bad that need to get worked on. Um, yeah. Or even if, or if yeah. you, because when you see somebody who's, you know, down weight and they say, oh, you look so great. Or like, you you look so, oh, life might be horrible. So just changing up your thought patterns and how you handle things and what you think about those stressful situations 
um, is hard. It is not easy. And there are so many different avenues to it. If you need somebody though, that is really good at thought work, um, unfuck your brain podcast is an awesome one. It's one of my favorites. It's what has, she does a great job. It's like 40 minutes power tools that you can use. If you're somebody who is um, focusing too much on things that aren't serving you in your life and you want to focus more on your thoughts, it's a great one. So yeah, self-care guys, take care of yourself, regardless of what that looks like. Follow the love language of you, not just the love language of that you have with others would be the biggest thing I would say I would mm-hmm. want you to take away from it. Yeah. And that you can define it in right now. Stop, drop. What does self-care look like? You're literally listening to this episode right now. What are you going to do for yourself right after? And if that is listening to this podcast, amazing. We made it. (laughs) But (laughs) hashtag goals. Yes. We did it. That's it. Drop the mics. (laughs) But whatever you need to do that makes you feel good in this present moment could be very different than it will be next month, next year, in the summer, in the fall. Doesn't matter, right? Just however you're, you're, whatever your soul wants right now, go for that. So if you have tried to find the love language of you after listening to this episode, or if you have just, like AMQ was saying, you have stopped, dropped, and just listened to you at any point and you want to share that with us, we would love to hear it. Send it to our email at hello, hello. The second hello has three O's at igotyouboopod.com. <laughs> Please share them with us or just send us a shout out. What are you vibing with? What has is something that is your win of the week? We want to hear and build this community together with our boo crew. So feel free to send us that email. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. bye.